You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. The Flyers executed their 2021 game plan to perfection Tuesday night as they allowed the opposition to dictate play for 80% of the game before a furious finish sees the boys in orange and black come close, but no cigar. Captain Claw tried to deliver them from evil yet again, but lightning rarely strikes the same spot twice. Hey everybody, I'm your host with the most, Joe Gazarian, and the Flyers, uh, they did what I asked them to. I don't know if you guys remember, but at the end of of the episode for Monday, I said, I don't care if they win or lose, just make it interesting. And uh, Brian Elliott took that to heart. He's like, I got you, Joe. Don't worry about it. Him and and Phil Myers were really, uh, they tag-teamed me there. Well, I guess. That sounded wrong, by the way. (laughs) Oh, we're leaving it in. (laughs) Well, already yeah, off the rails. Already off the oh, rails. Oh, let's go. This, hey, man, eight, eight, eight games to go? Seven, seven games to go? Seven, yeah. I think, yeah. Oh, and, and, and seven games closer to death. Let's do it. Let's ride the lightning. I'm ready. Yeah, I guess uh, so. I'm Matt Arenek, and I'm proud to say I did not watch the game, partially by choice and partially due to my internet constantly going out. Um, but before my internet did go out, I was able to watch the replay of the second power play goal against and then the Miles Wood goal against when it was three nothing so i think that told me everything i need to know about the game but apparently it was a wild one so yeah mike zawissa and uh they almost did it again but brian elliott just would not let the team get off easy tonight uh i i guess i'm gonna have to eat my words too uh coming up but i'll get to that all right we'll, we'll get into all the uh the fun Flyers talk, um, you know, G again, like I said, he tries to deliver this team through the gates of hell and can't do it for a second time in a row. Uh, before we get to a recap, though, uh, Mike, Senor Mike, you want to you wanna take us through a word from our sponsor, sir? Yeah, I'll try it out. Um, basketball season won't be around forever, so get in, on, get in on all the action now at DraftKings, the leader in one-day daily fantasy sports. DraftKings is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when using code THPN during sign-up. Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Feel the sweat like never before. Every dunk, steal, and assist means so much more with the DraftKings daily fantasy lineup. Download the DraftKings app now and use code THPN during sign-up. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code THPN, and you can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Oh, boy. That was an adventure. The listeners, uh, we might need to include that on a blooper reel for for the end of the 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 season for the pot. That uh, That was an adventure, Mike. Unreal. Unreal. All right. Well, now that reading can be hard. Yes, it can. Um, Now that it's out of the way, though, let's talk about the game. So the Flyers, (laughs) they lose 6-4 in 
I got to be honest, like the third period was a ton of fun. It was just, you know, two teams that, you know, clearly defensively, neither one knew what they were doing. Both goalies made horrendous errors. Elliot more than uh, Blackwood. Um, but I just want to say real quick, let, let's get this out of the way just because he, he deserves the most praise. Captain Claude, man, just again, is <laughs> pulling this team by the skin of their teeth through that. It was a great goal he had on Blackwood. He, he got in. I think like uh, skate uh, skate to stick, and then he pulled off his deke, went through five hole, um, terrific goal. Um, pulls the Flyers. It feels like they're going to be you know pulls the Flyers even at three. They immediately I think was that the goal they gave up eleven seconds later. They gave up a goal. That was when Elliot went behind the net. Yeah, I think that was that was after. Oh yeah, that was Couturier tied it at four. Then they so yeah so then out. so Giroux Giroux scores three three, and then Carrick scores that. Horrible goal off yeah. of um, Elliot, who's just – he's in no man's land. He he was so out of position, and I think Myers got burnt pretty bad for the turnover that led to that, and that was a nightmare. And then Coots scores a really bad goal as well. Blackwood should have had it. He throws a wrister off the wall, um, kind of a seeing-eye shot, I guess, but should have definitely been a save. And then the Devils score 11 seconds later, and then after that, kind of all hell broke loose. It was just, just a – uh, a mess of a game. But what happened when Brian I, Elliott went behind the net? I I literally he like no stole idea. it from Provorov. Yeah, it, it legitimately I, looked like he pulled a poke check on Provorov on the handoff, and then the devil I, got it. And yeah, it was yeah. Provy like tried to send it back, like just really bad communication um, between the two of them. Like, well, there, I I, yeah. I don't know what it is in hockey. You two, you guys tell me. So in soccer, when when a goalie's coming out for a ball. Like, he yells, like, keeper, like, loud, like really, really fucking loud, so you can hear him coming, so you, he calls you off the ball. Same thing in baseball. If it's a fly ball, whoever's underneath it calls off everybody else. I think well, I would usually, have to assume hockey does the same thing. Usually, usually it's the D-man. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, obviously you have to know your goalie. Like, we don't have any goalies that are demanding of puck playing handlers. the puck. Yeah, like, it's no. not like a Mike Smith where – you're, as a defenseman, you there might he is not. again. Keep saying it, and he's going to come here. You say his name three times in an episode, and he will become a Philadelphia Flyer. Yeah, forty-year-old Mike Smith, the wrong uh, coyote we picked. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's usually, and I think it speaks to your point from the last episode, Joe. You were at the game. You didn't hear any communication. They looked not down right. on themselves. I'm not shocked if Provy and Elliot didn't communicate at all. But as Mike, I'm sure, was about to say. The D-man is usually the one calling off the goalie, right? You're saying leave it, leave it, like rim it, whatever it may be. Yeah. You're usually his eyes because you, you're you able to take a look and kind of let him know where to go with it. So without even seeing the play, I haven't seen any of the goals really for the Flyers or goals against past the first three for the for the Devils. Um, yeah, it's not shocking. And again, never forget 60-40. Yeah, I was just about to touch on that, Matt, actually. Yeah, I think I think it is, like, I think the goalie is always obligated to at least make the turn out of the crease to attempt to go stop the puck. Um, but, yeah, as soon as the D calls for it, get back in your net, right? And, I mean, that play just really looked like Elliot stayed too long back there. I don't really understand what was happening, so... Uh, yeah, but you know, speaking of that sixty forty, I I kind of I gotta eat eat my words on this podcast because I said I, I'd do anything to not watch Alex Lyon get in the net. <laughs> um, but I completely forgot how Brian Elliott is incapable of playing two games in a row despite 
how many days rest he gets between those games. So, I, uh, yeah, I mean, that was that was a line, an Alex line-esque performance by Els. I don't, um, I don't, I don't understand either. Like, I saw Charlie O'Connor tweet either after or right after the, or after the game or during, whatever, where he was like, see, like, this is why Brian Elliott is, you know, one of those goalies who he looks, he can look great when he has, like, a bunch of days off rest, and then if he, if he doesn't have more than whatever, or if you try to play multiple games in a row, this happens, and it's like, what goalie is incapable of playing two games in a row without, like, like, I totally understand for a backup, for an older backup, it's got to be a little taxing, but, like, He's not that he, old. He, he had like two days off. Yeah, he's he's not that old, and the disparity should not be that great. that wide. Like he looked like he was not an NHL goalie tonight. Like from the get, actually, he was really shaky on some easy shots and everything. And yeah, he had I just one don't... good save in the second, I think, and then yeah, but the yeah. entire game he was. <laughs> I mean, but again, the... The, the, I joked about it in the beginning. This is their game plan. They let other teams run wild on them for. 90% of the game, and then 10% it's full effort, and they almost tie, they almost win, and the thing is, like, you can actually win, imagine if they had good goaltending, how many games they'd actually win, because how many times has it come close this year, where it's just like, well, Flyers are down one goal with, you know, 15 minutes to go in the third, like, imagine if they had good goaltending, they would be ahead in so many games, but instead, they're just constantly having to dig themselves out of these, like, three and four goal holes, and Brian Elliott, God bless him, he just, you know, I, the, the, you guys are right. The, the drop-off in play should not be that vast where it's, you know, it's AHL-quality goaltending. It doesn't make any sense. He's not that old. So, yeah. I, if anything, it speaks that we need to get Sandstrom in. So. Speaks to that. It speaks to the, the Elliott experiment should 100% be done. Like, I'm okay if you sign someone for a tad more money because Carter Hart's a tough year. He's not going to garner as much in terms of cap as you probably would have thought if he had another solid year this year. So I'm fine with bringing in someone a little more expensive as a backup, but, I mean, it just shows, like, until we know that Hart is the bona fide number one, like, we're going to need someone potentially – Georgiev. Oh, sorry, what was that? Did you somebody hear that? Was, uh, the, I, don't, I, I, think that's I doubt the they're trading him. I doubt they're trading him in conference. But that's that what I said nice. to Mike. If they could trade him in division, I'd be. Mike said everybody has a price, though. I honestly, I would. Hmm. I give him a first. Not I would say I give him a first. Yeah, I give him next year's first, that. not this year's first. Next year's first. That was, yeah, that was a little off the cuff. A little off the cuff. Maybe two seconds. Yeah. Goalies two don't like. But the problem is, then you have the heart. For then reason. you have heart. So the idea of like giving up a lot and having like a one A one B situation where you're gonna have to trade another goalie, one of the two again, yeah. doesn't really make sense. Well, and and the the notion of like we have heart, we have a few other goalie prospects and everything, and we're going to basically act as if we're going to trade for a first. So basically, act as if we're drafting Gorgiev with a, a first-round pick, too. So, like, uh, that is true. Just, that's just a lot of investment into the goaltender position. But well, I, I do think definitely... that's a, a good segue, though, because I did see someone mention it on Twitter today about, like, Fedotov and our goalie prospects. I remember at one point we always felt as though, like, wow, we have we've drafted so many goalies. Like, look at this cupboard. 
But then after Sandstrom kind of struggled for a while, we have Ustamenko, who obviously is hurt. We don't really know what – I guess he was out for the whole season. And then we do have Samuel Erson, but really it's not as like – I thought we'd be trading goalies left and right because we just had so many good ones, and that hasn't been the case. See, I I, I don't – I don't know. I, I still think they've got a good goalie covered, and I don't think that – I think it's too early early to be trading some of them and i don't like how often do we actually see goalie prospect trades too i guess is part of it like it's probably did we did we trade the one that we had a couple years we did trade merrick madsen but we traded merrick madsen because there was what happened to anthony stolars he's in i mean he just sucked was he a free agent or he's in anaheim i think i think he's in yeah i think he's in the minors for anaheim but just i I just I think that like part of it too is a lot of those guys are young and goalie prospects like they're weird don't have yeah they're weird and they don't carry like at that level they don't carry as much value because they're still like way unknown like goalie is like the least translatable position I feel like across different divisions of of play like you, you know you could take a guy you could probably take a guy from, like, the ECHL as, like, a forward or a defenseman and, like, suit him up for a handful of games and he would probably play at, like, a replacement level. But, like, if you took a goalie up from the ECHL midseason and just had him jump right into the NHL, I think that, I mean, besides Jordan Bennington got some, like, he was back in the AHL before he came up. But, anyway, you know what I mean. Yeah. I wanted to ask you guys, you know, we're talking about, I, we all agree that we think Carter Hart's going to be fine in the long run. Um, but the backup goalie position is very important, as we've seen this year. I mean, Hart's hurt now. Um, they haven't looked the same. And he, he was rounding somewhat back into form when he, when he did get back from it, uh, when Hart did get back in the net. But um, I just looked up while you guys were talking. I was looking up cap-friendly free agent goaltenders for for this year coming up. Obviously, the top of the list is Tuka Rask. Now, we're not going to sign Tuka Rask, but I was looking at – and other free agent possibilities. I mean, Freddie Anderson. I don't think he's. Would he command that much money? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he would. I mean, he. he yeah. The quote he came out with yesterday. He's going to command some big money. I think oh, okay. Halak would be a good. Halak. Yeah, you got. So yeah, you got Pekka Rinne. You got Devin Dubnik, Auntie Ranta, Reimer, Philip Grubauer. Grubauer's going to be expensive. Ranta is good. Uh, Morozik. Let's let's run it back, baby. Jonathan Bernier. Uh, Carter Hutton, Linus Olmark, but I think he's going to try and sign in Buffalo. He's good. I like Olmark. He's, he's a big goaltender. I like Olmark, too. I think um, Halak's the guy you go with. Halak, Ilya Sorokin, they're going to resign him. Yeah. Brian, Brian Elliott, that we just mentioned. Um, Felix Sandstrom's actually going to be a free agent as well. Um, so the Flyers are going to have to – Yeah, they'll have to lock him up. And then, obviously, Carter Hart. Um, one name I want to throw out there, Alex Nedeljkovic, the, uh, the Carolina goalie. He's pretty good. Is he? I've seen a, I've seen a couple games. He's surprised me a little bit, but he's had some good numbers. Maybe through the first, I think. Yeah, like maybe they'll. Uh, I did see that. I haven't seen. Maybe much they'll of him. be wise and sign him. I mean, he's their he's their guy of the future, so I don't. Yeah. Or I don't see how he doesn't resign. Yeah. 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 There's there's some names out there. He has My been pretty boy. decent this year. That's yeah. good for him because he. Chris, oh, Chris Drieger from uh, from Florida. He he's looked really good this year, hasn't he? Unless I'm. I think he has. I, mean, so. I, I like Drieger. Yeah, I mean, and he had good pedigree too when he he's, was in Ottawa. 
He's the odd man out there, too, because you have Spencer Knight. And then you have... Uh, and Bob. Ross. Yeah, so he's... The albatross that is Bob. He's the Dreamer would be a good there. one. 26, too. Yeah. Like that, you know. He's worst got... comes to worst if Hart isn't... Still isn't, like... Can't put together a couple seasons of, like, taking the next step. You have Dreamer to bridge now. the gap of, like... Airson or Sandstrom or Fedotov. So two seventeen goals against nine twenty three save percentage. It's um, pretty good. Thirteen wins, six losses. Pretty, pretty two shoot uh, two shutouts. Pretty good. So interesting names. We'll, we'll we'll circle back to that once we come towards the end of the season. We'll um, we can we can probably what we'll do is just go by I guess position by position and just break it down. You know what we'd like to see improved on defense. If there's any free agents we'd like to target, any trades we we would do, just kind of do another armchair GM episode, I guess. Um, because listen, I I understand not making the moves at the deadline because the moves you have to make are on such a massive scale. But I mean, it just puts all the more pressure on, on Chuck Fletcher, right? Like he he's got to nail this off season. If he does not nail the off season, then. Uh, I, I don't know what you do. I think you might tear it down at that point. If if he doesn't nail the offseason and they run it back with this squad and it looks like this again. Like I heard. If he runs it back with this uh, this team, he I mean, Comcast is going to wring his neck because they're struggling apparently right now to sell tickets. If you If you run back the same coaching staff with this same roster – and then somehow expect like a massively different result. That's just I don't even care if like because I understand. I think the the biggest thing that's lost on a lot of people is it takes two teams to make a deal, right? Like I I 100 percent get that he probably was looking and he didn't want to pull the trigger and put us in an adverse position, so he bet on the youth, which all of us were okay with. And we talk about nonlinear growth, but. There's no way I'm hanging my hat on Nolan Patrick as much as I do like the prospect of what he can become or even Oscar Limblom. Like, I haven't even seen flashes, really, for two consecutive games from either one of those players this year to give me hope that they'll be meaningful contributors on a contending-slash-playoff team. So he has to to pull some, like, wild moves like none of the moves the wild made this offseason made sense i think which speaks to like that chemistry so well i mean that's the biggest that's obviously the biggest thing but like sometimes you just have to make some lateral moves where you're not necessarily maybe winning the deal by head and shoulders but you're just you're changing up the course so he just can't he can't be stationary he can't just run it back but that would be hilarious if he did it yeah, we'll we'll have plenty of off season to sit and stew and and think about it. But I mean, there's there's definitely room for this team to improve. Um, by the way, see, uh, speaking of of moves, do you see Rothwell got absolutely obliterated into the boards uh, by Matt Martin? Chara, yeah, Chara took Matt Martin to task. I guess. Um, yeah, he beat the God, wheels imagine off. Imagine fighting Zidane Chara. Jesus Christ! Imagine having to fight that man. Imagine having to fight him not in his 40s. Yeah. Yeah. I would just aim for that beak. I would jump. I would do a jump punch. 
I'll Matt put, Superman I'll put punch? Down. I'll put him down in five seconds. Who's yeah, the... No, um, there's who's no the... chance I don't knock him out immediately. That is true. <laughs> yeah. Was it BXA that used to do that Superman punch? And he, he, get he did it to Radko, yeah. Yeah, he got Radko with it. Um, Radko oh, sucked at fighting. He was so bad at fighting. Yeah, he, Sandheim he had a fight. tough go today. Uh, good for Sandy, though, for, for stepping in for Coots there. And Hey, sometimes it's, it's going to happen. You're going to have to take a couple... Uh, Took the Take penalty, the chin for got you. scored yeah, on. Yeah. You, to, uh, that's what you two, you two assholes have been calling for the entire year. I'm happy with it. I'm <laughs> fine with it. I wish you would have won, but, I mean, hey, good for sticking up for your teammate. That takes courage, and, you know, I, I don't know if courage is in great I mean, supply when it comes to this 2021 Flyers team. That's, that's not a fight in my – or that's not a hit in my opinion that, like, I felt, like, needed standing up for. I just think it's more of – like, there have been liberties throughout the season or even on the goalie that have just gone unanswered, which I think speaks to why we see this lifeless corpse of a team skating around every night. Um, but, yeah, I mean, now we're, what, tied with New Jersey Devils for most power play goals given up, 39. We've already surpassed last year's total over 69-game span. So, I did see the stat that we scored three goals for the first time in, I think it was 14 or 15 games. One of you brought that up the other day, so. Yeah. We, we broke a streak. I mean, that's good. And we gave up six what to else? the Devils. Who've, who Other positives. Five. Don't count the empty net. Don't count the empty net. Five. Who won their um, first game in ten games. Yeah. yeah they, uh, another streak broken against the Flyers. We're like, uh, what's that? Was it good luck, Chuck? You know, everybody goes out with us and then they get married. It's everybody who plays us then beats their losing streak. Yeah. No, that joke didn't land. All right, well. <laughs> I mean, it, in theory, that almost works, but, yeah. It's a tough crowd here. Listen, I'm trying to, yeah, you know, it's a tough crowd. I'm, you know, that's, that's, that's a great line. That line plays, and I'm not going to dumb it down for, for you two. So <laughs> that that <laughs> line plays. The good luck Chuck line? <laughs> who, is that, who would that ever, that didn't even play for Dane Cook. Like, <laughs> My, my favorite evolution, I think, over the season is Mike's. He's just not standing for any of it right now. These last two episodes, he looks like he's ready to kill someone. Mike needs the offseason. Mike, uh, Mike needs it. I do. I absolutely do. He took it out I on the sleeves. Next, uh, he doesn't have sleeves anymore. So I just yeah. hold through my, my uh, Villanova Day of Service shirt. <laughs> no, I need that uh, PayPal check to clear from Dylan. <laughs> yeah. Now. Uh, Joe's man, whole, Leaf guy's Joe. doing really well, Dill. Let's uh, uh, let's hook Mike up with a nice little stemmy for his hard work. But uh, no, uh, I don't, I don't know. It's this season just sucked, dude. Like this sucks. This is terrible. I can't. Yeah, this I, has been a gigantic, gigantic colossal failure. <laughs> this has yeah. been horrible. Even so. like from a standpoint of like we were super excited. Like holy shit! Like you know, picked up by a podcast network which we're still excited like you know still very thankful for for dylan and isha like giving us a shot um so very very happy to be doing this but it is hilarious that it coincides with the worst flyer season in recent memory like that is just that couldn't be any more fitting right yeah i was gonna say that's perfect flyers for you right yeah yeah we're you're just you're just excited to i think the biggest excitement really was to watch enjoyable hockey, right? Like last yeah, season, yeah. before the break, there were so many just fun games, which was so refreshing for the whole fan base because we've been so used to just watching like such inconsistent 
hockey that has been terrible, terrible players, terrible decisions by coaches, and yeah, just even, I don't even even in the playoffs, Matt. Like, uh, you know, I the Montreal series wasn't like what we thought it was going to be, but like it was a one playoff series, and we got to there were some like great storylines from it, like Carter Hart two shutouts in a row, like, uh, and then the head pat thing that's that's an incredible moment and then even in the islander series like that series sucked as a whole but game seven overtime wins like it was it was yeah overtime wins wins. like getting to watch three overtime wins we hadn't seen an overtime game since i think the 2012 playoffs maybe yeah i think think we got devils yeah they they won one against the devils and then they lost one against the devils in that year so like even getting to see that, like I, I still go back and watch those goals. Like this season, I've watched the the Myers one is electric. The Provorov one, Provorov is one is my favorite. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean this, is, even to go from like a low level of like, damn, that was disappointing how that ended, but so much hope, and then you come into this year and it was like none of that mattered. None of that stuff mattered last year. And I forget who it was, but um, uh, when Gallagher got like rocked in the teeth. Oh yeah, by Niskanen. Yeah, and oh, somebody was, was like, oh, well, it couldn't have hurt that bad. He was talking throughout the whole game. Was that A.V.? Yeah, that's A.V., A.V. yeah. <laughs> A.V., he had some real good gamesmanship going in yeah, that he, series, I will say Yeah, a that. couple good zingers. Um, yeah, no, so, hey, you know what? We, we got a lot to build on. We still have the whole offseason, and, you know, the offseason, I think, is is a chance for us to have the to great start reset. To build up, yeah, great reset, you know, it, can only go up from here, right? We are we are clearly at rock bottom, losing to last place New Jersey Devils. You know this is it. This is this is rock bottom. So can only go up from here. Off season we have the draft that'll give us some hope. Honestly, I really hope. I mean, I do not want to. We're going to be picking pretty high, aren't we? Anyone? Yeah, but so so this pick round. that we have will most likely be a higher value pick. It's actually, it's we're be, sitting at like 15, like 14, 15. Oh, how, are we that, how are we that good? Because the other divisions are like suck. child's play right now. Yeah. Like, like we would be, it's, it's we would be a playoff team in right now in both the Canadian, like North division and in the Las Vegas division. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. It's it, that, that really fucking blows because yeah, because we take this season and, and we don't even get a good pick for it. We have a horrible yeah. season. And, I mean, that's the Flyers special. You, you draft between 11 yes. and 18 yeah. every year. Well, don't forget, in the Flyers specials, they take a two-way forward that we won't see for four years, and then he makes it, and, you know, he's he's fine. He plays good defense. Jay O'Brien? He'll score th- Hey, he was doing well in college, you right? guys are doing You guys are doing TK and uh, Farabee so dirty right now, too. Unreal. The disrespect. I mean, for the two, the two lone playmaking shooter type players that they've drafted recently have made the team and are very good. Oh uh, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, but I think the the problem is is when you take the same type of player like so often, yeah. expecting a different result from like we're struggling to score, we need we need that score. I mean, to to Chuck's credit, he did take Tyson Forrester, who another yeah. nice kind of bridge here that has been lighting it up in the AHL and showing off that almost pro shot so that's good um i just think like the whole the problem is that in in my to to joe's point and you can correct me if i'm making a different point here joe but it's just like for so many years 
it's seemingly the same style of players being drafted in each round. Yeah. Like you, you take, you take the big, terrible can't skate defenseman in the second round, Robert Haig or the other Swedish dude who I don't even remember his Adam name. Adam Ginning. Yeah, Adam Ginning apparently. Or Ginning. Um, I think it's how you say Swedish. Uh, it, it's just I think it, but it's all perspective, right? Like we wouldn't be talking about this right now if we were winning in the playoffs. So, yeah. but I, I mean, that's what bad teams do. They make you focus on your, your draft picks and things like that. But yeah, I, I mean, like the, the, for instance, like I really wanted them to take Cole Caulfield. Like that was the pick that I really, we wanted all did. To make. I think. And, yeah. yeah, we all did. Um, and they go with a, a solid defenseman and that's, that's fine. I mean, you know, we, we've got high hopes, but that's the kind of the, the more smaller electric player, which they did take to Konechny, and they traded up to get him. So I think they're getting better with it, but I would still – I would like to see them go out and and choose someone a little more European, someone more skill-based, more scoring-based um, is what I would like to see. We don't really see a ton of those chances taken. Usually when it's a higher pick, it's either a – Canadian defenseman or Canadian two-way forward who's got a little more skill. I would like to just roll the dice a little bit. Take that Russian winger who is known for scoring and not, you know, totally known for his two-way game. Try that on for size. See how it fits. Just once. You know, just try it. But that's it. That's that's my soapbox piece. I'm done. Well, speaking of that uh, solid, pretty good defenseman, Joe, uh, Cam York scored in his pro debut an absolute rocket of a shot uh, i didn't see the goal i have to watch the replay for it. i mean he just absolutely blew it by the goalie nice. um from the wall so uh i mean i think he's probably going to get a shot at some point at the end of the year a couple games maybe yeah um i would think so and i wouldn't have been shocked if the team was competitive this year if they had given him a look sort of like the Habs are doing with Cole Caulfield, especially if they were in a mm-hmm. position where they were, like, not a solidified, like, a you know, in the fourth spot or third spot and needed, like, a little firepower to come in for a run, I wouldn't be surprised if they did that. Um, or even if they made it, it could be, like, a, you know, one of the black aces. I think that's yeah, what yeah. Them, right? Yeah. So. But, uh, yeah, I mean. Kale McCarr action, yeah. I agree. I, I think Cole Caulfield, everybody wanted Caulfield. But let's not overlook York. I have a feeling that fans are going to start off on the wrong foot with York no matter what. Um, they're just going to compare everything he does to Cole Caulfield, which I don't know if that's right or not. But um, he does look like he's going to be a good defenseman and might bring some of that electricity that we saw Ghost have when he was younger. So, Well, in hindsight, with a bad defensive core and Phil Myers, I don't know what he. T- I don't know what he's yeah. been doing this year. I didn't realize he scored his first goal. Of that's the what yeah, tonight. That's, we talk about. That's that. honestly unacceptable. Think about like, that. Seven I'm, games. I'm going to say something. I'm going to say Uh-oh. something super bombastic here. Whoa! Hot take alarm. Sat word. Yeah, I'm definitely not going to edit it into the episode. So thank you for doing You're it. Welcome. Uh, You're welcome yourself, Joe. But uh, Phil Myers having one goal is all you need to tell me about how this season went if you had told me like coming into the year like phil myers is only going to have one goal this season i would have been like oh the flyers won't be a playoff team because he was supposed to be at best our top hair defenseman at worst 
a solid middle pair defenseman who might start getting power play looks and stuff like that. And for him to have one goal this year, like that is, I mean, that's just honestly unacceptable. Like I know we talked about, or I at least talk about nonlinear growth a lot, Matt, I know you brought it up earlier. Like that's fine. I'm, I'm here for the growing pains and all that, but that is more than a growing pain. That's just like total complete, ineffectiveness i and that's like that patrick is, that's too, really right like patrick having four goals like when i look around the league yeah and i see and i see people like i just look at fourth liners on random teams who you probably have never heard of before defensemen on teams that you've never heard of before who have more goals and more points than nolan patrick you're just like yeah i mean sheesh. to me the to me the difference is like the expectations for Patrick were, like, here, and the expectations for Myers were, like, way up. Like, I mean, there's, there's, there, Myers wasn't coming back from anything. Myers wasn't grappling with anything. He's fully yeah, healthy. We set the bar super low for Patrick, too. It's not like we set it high. Yeah. We're like, hey, I mean, can you get 10 and ten and 15? Can you do that? Yeah, it's I mean, It's not like Myers, I'm asking him to, to, to rule the, the world. But, yeah, I get what you're saying, Mike. I, I understand. I agree with you. Like Myers being this bad is is way more of an issue than Nolan Patrick being this ineffective. Like, yeah, because as we can see, the yeah. team still the team still can do stuff on offense even without him. Like Joel Farabee stepping up in the way he did, kind of in a way canceled that out a little bit. I mean, but he's like, falling off. Like he's definitely about struggling Jesus. right now. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't heard his name. He had the one opportunity yeah. last game, and then. But a, a, a combo of that, too, that we all have to consider is like, okay, yeah, so I looked at the, the games really quick. So Nolan Patrick, who actually had a point tonight, 45 games played, nine points. And then um, what's his face? Phil Myers has played 10 less games and has one more point. So to your point, like you said, for someone who's supposed to be a number two or a number four at worst – you wanted more protection from him, 100%. And that speaks to our defense as a whole, not being able to uh, contribute in any meaningful way. And that speaks to depth. But I mean, and I've been defending Nolan Patrick, but the problem is like you, you can't luck into more than four goals. Like You can't just be in the right spot Yeah, and have more than four goals and... 45 Connect games? me, for Christ's like, sake, the second game of the season, he had two go off of his legs, and they both went into the net for his first hat trick. Like, it's just something, yeah, it's strange. You just don't have luck like that. But, hey, maybe this is his This is his rock-bottom season, and it's going to, you know, again, like, like I said, when I, want, when I went to the game on Sunday, I hardly ever saw him go to the to the middle of the ice. He was, he was to the wings. He was outside. He's not going where you're going to score a lot of goals. So, I mean... He doesn't uh, he, even he, have many shots, though. Like that's the craziest thing. I'm, I'm, he, I pull yeah, up his, yeah. I pull up his uh, stats, expecting to see like a a three percent shooting percentage, right? Something like super, like PDO, like ninety PDO type stuff, and he has a nine point three percent shooting percentage, which is not like a bad shooting percentage. It just speaks to the fact that he is averaging less than a shot a game. He's pr- he's pretty good defensively, you know. He 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 does okay in his own zone. It doesn't seem like he's 
Maybe they need to take the shackles off him. They let him play more free. I don't know. They need to unlock something in him because when he's in the offensive zone, he doesn't seem that creative. He doesn't seem... I, I just want him to get one extended, like real extended look with Giroux. He had looked good on the top do it. lines. Like they do had it good now. chemistry. It'll, it's, it's like for three games at a time, though. And then give they're him, like, give him the rest of the games. AV's constant shuffle that has not worked. Yeah, yeah but, but changing of lines has been pretty rough this year. But St- um, they, if if they want to do that, I'm all for it. Mike, give give put Patrick on the first line for the rest of the year. Do it 100%. and give him seven games. We, we've seen time after time the the easiest way to fix a player on the Flyers the last couple of years is put him with Couturier. Yeah. Like yeah. give put him on Couturier's wing. Let him just let him play around the super, another because Nolan Patrick's a smart player. Let him play with another super smart, talented player, and let him kind of get that swagger back. Like players just play better when they're with Sean Couturier. So you know, I, I mean, he I has the skill. Like I always think back to that. Yeah, Canadian Montreal goal. goal. Yeah, that was yep. so sweet. But that's the problem when you average less than a shot a game. Again, speaking with my cousin, like in terms of how college coaches and how they view analytics, is he was always aiming for three shots a game, right? So you're trying to get pucks on that law of averages. That's kind of like try to get yourself three shots a game. The fact that he's averaging less than a shot a game just really pretty much tells you like. He, he's just, as Joe mentioned, he's not going towards the net. He's had a lot of really nice plays, but he has to be putting things on net. And he hasn't done that. And his I'm his all, overall I'm de- his demeanor in the offensive zone, he has to be more aggressive. He's very passive in the offensive zone. He needs to just be more aggressive. And like I said, maybe, you know, maybe it was a perfect storm this year. You know, coming back from the... From the head issue, the migraine issue, and then he gets, you know, hit in the side of the head the other day with the puck. Like, all right, I'll give you some leeway, but I, I still think they they might want to think about adding someone via free agency if they can squeeze it. I mean, dollars are going to be tight, but that's also going to squeeze the guys that can't command the most value. They're going to have to take, you know, smaller deals if they want to play. So... We'll he see. signed a one-year deal, right? So I mean, he—I mean, he's not going to be able he to did. command shit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, yeah. he might. He'd he'll, be lucky to get his get qualifying a year, contract. Yeah, I mean, they can, you know, what one year, nine hundred twenty-five, whatever the the minimum is, um, is he what took he's going to get. That, he doesn't. Like yeah, whatever the whatever the league minimum is, seven twenty-five, eight fifty, whatever it is, he can get that. Um, <laughs> the league. <laughs> I would just stop playing uh, him at center. To be honest, like I would just. Like I did see this, by the way, and I, I completely disagree with it. I saw people on Twitter today. They're like, send him down to the AHL the rest of the year. Oh, no, that like, makes sense. No. I, what I, would, why I, would you I, do that? What, is that? what will that do? He's p- playing against worse competition down there. He's, no, it doesn't make any sense to me why you'd send him down there. He is much too good for the AHL. He's an NHL player. He just doesn't act like it all the time. <laughs> oh, he's frustrating. He's frustrating. We'll see. And, any last thoughts, guys? We can... We, we've been rambling on now for the better part of like 10 minutes about Nolan Patrick. Yeah. And How I about Connor McDavid? Is he going to hit 100 points? He is. I don't think so, but he's going to come close. Yeah, he's like almost a 99-point pace at this point. I mean, talk about someone who is just – like I can't even How many imagine. more times do they play the Senators? Well, actually, no, haven't they? The Senators have played them pretty well this year, haven't they? I believe so. No, I think they've blown out this. I can't I can't remember if it's Montreal that blows. Not Montreal. Toronto or 
them that blows them out every so, time. Sir, the Senators have played Toronto really well. That's what it was. So I think it's the Oilers have blown out the the Senators. But I mean, it doesn't even matter like who they play. Like the stat, yeah, the, I believe the Oilers is, are undefeated against the Senators. I'm sorry, they are undefeated. They have three two three two seven one six two four two three one. So. I mean, they're just, they just kill people in transition. Any game you watch them, if they have an odd man rush, it's a guaranteed goal. Like, yeah. if you have one of McDavid or Dreisaitl passing the puck or receiving the pass on a two-on-one, three-on-two, it's a, it's a goal. Or if it's Nurse coming in late as a third man on a three-on-two, it's a goal. He has, like, 15 goals this year. Damn. Good for him. Donovan McNabb's cousin, right? Nephew. That's what we kept hearing. When yeah. he's getting drafted. Oh, Donovan McNabb's cousin. All right. Well, we'll see. I, I put my money on that he gets 100 points. Why not? I throw some shekels on that. If I've, uh, I'll have to look at DraftKings, see if they have any odds there. I might, I might throw some dollars down there. You're a leader in daily fantasy sports? Yeah, exactly. 